Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Oh, is it? It was. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience. That is not the song we usually start our show with. We usually start with freaking Leonard Skinner. Right. Yeah, getting this us is... all, give me three steps. Brutal retaliation from okay. our coworkers. So, <laughs> so just to recap, yesterday we were just... Oh, so over this song. No offense. Beautiful voice, Louis Capaldi. We were complaining about it yesterday. Holly informed us that we're not the only ones complaining about all the slow stuff. We thought it would be funny to make all of the bumper music for Bradley and Dawn for their entire show that song and to see how long it would take them to notice. (laughs) I would imagine not long. And by the way, Holly worked some sort of (laughs) tech skills that we weren't even aware that she had because of the quickness at which she was like, hang on, mention something. And we were like, well, the the temperature outside is it's done. I have it all finished. She immediately (laughs) had every commercial break swapped for Louis Capaldi. We we urged the my talkers to not be snitches because snitches get stitches. That's right, Steve. So uh, I don't know how it turned out. I didn't listen past 1230, I don't think, or 1245. Well, and you wouldn't have heard anything because they don't use bumper music in the first hour of their program. They have, you know, they have the introductions, then they have Dirt Alert, then they have Blinded by the Item. Oh, that's probably why it took you. That's why it didn't take you too long. Well, it didn't take me. Well, it didn't take me too long. It's a simple process. Okay. Word so on, thank you. Yeah, word on the street is <laughs> it took Mike about three times <laughs> to realize that it was all Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> and then in retaliation, that show, in coordination with middle management, Gosh. blew up the morning show seven o'clock hour. <laughs> And put in bumper songs that were pranks, messing with stuff. So <laughs> they got their sweet, sweet revenge on us this did morning. Did they know that we did it? And if so, how would they know that? Snitches. Oh. <laughs> the, main, the main question I have is, did management get the message? Because that's ultimately who we're trying to kill. We're fighting with each other to send a message to those above us. To please remove Louis Capaldi. And I think that we all sort of stand somewhat united in we love a nice slow song, not during the bumpers of our show. I mean, nothing sucks the fun out of a sweet, sweet things that make you go, huh, segment, than a freaking slow song coming into it. I don't think the message has been delivered. God. Dang it. Well, so it's been delivered. Backfired. 
I don't think it's been received. I don't think it's going to be received. It's a power play. Yeah, I think so, too. It's a freaking power play. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, it's good to be with you all here on this Thursday morning, a Thursday. That is a throwback Thursday. And you're thinking, well, today at 1130, what do you do? Rocco's on jury duty. No. Rocco's a free man. <gasps> Yay! Yay, Rocco! He served his civic duty, and now he's done with his duty. Good but for him. I think... Okay, easy, Donna. Gosh, you with this juror number 12. What did I say? I don't even know what I just said. It's good for him. I mean, you're just, uh, you know, (laughs) he's a real patriot. Okay, we get it. Here's the thing. I think, and we'll ask Rocco at 1130, I think his shoulders are hanging a little low today because he went through a jury pool selection, did not get chosen, rejected. Then he was being considered for another one. And he was talking like, okay, this will probably stretch into another day and then might get selected for this one. And he got bypassed. So I think there's going to be an element of rejection that he's dealing with today. Because not everybody's like you, Don, and not everybody got chosen. You know what I'm saying? I know, but he was like number 30-something of, you know, they only need 12 people. But then he was thinking when the second pool opened that they would eventually get up to his number. He's been rejected. He got dumped. By the court system, and I bet there's he'll 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 charade like it is a free man, and I got my life back again, and it's good to see my family. There's going to be a part of him that feels rejected. Huh. All right. I I do have a question about. Well, I'll I'll wait for Rocco to come in because I wonder, like every judge is different in how they um you know poll the jury. You know, they go around and they'll ask you if you have feelings about, I don't know, tattoos. What are your feelings about tattoos? Do you judge people by them? You know, that type of thing. Sometimes they pull you in one by one in a private setting. In my case, they passed around a microphone. So you had to share your feelings in front of everybody. Oh, feelings? About various subject matter. <gasps> mm. And that... I did not like. Okay. Yeah, that would be a little bit. It's just a awkward. little intimidating. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mm. get that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like is a fig Newton a cookie or fruit and cake? Right. Or Rude. Yeah. or why do you hate Oreo cookies so much? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those are nasty. They're because garbage. They're garbage. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. they're oh. just overrated. It's easy. Yeah. Next question, Your Honor. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I could get selected for a jury if these are the kind of questions. Yeah, the only way Oreo is is a good cookie, just a side note, Here is um, crumbled up on top of ice cream or used as a crust. Thank you. I can have an Oreo every now and then. Yeah. It's not that I never eat them, but they are so overvalued in the cookie aisle. And we just have to accept that. Like, I'll eat these, and I'll even eat off-brand, whatever they are, the Clorox ones or whatever. I'll eat these off-brand cookies, too. When push comes to shove, if I need a cookie, I'll eat one of these cookies. Mm. But we just can't put them up on the pedestal that we do. Agreed. We have so many better selections now. Uh, We have evolved in our cookie tastes as a society, as a people. I'll Uh, tell you what. The other night, somebody brought cookies over in a plastic uh, little jar. Yeah, plastic container, uh, but from the store, okay? But guys, these were... Oh, like from the bakery, probably. Yeah, like from the bakery. Um, But they were chocolate chip cookies 
the size of silver dollars. Oh, cute. And they were great. And just like when you ate cookie crisp as a child before mm-hmm. the government sucked the fun out of breakfast, <laughs> they, they were little, they were bite-sized. You felt like you could eat 11 of them. And it was just really, really good. Oh, they were great. And they were fun. Anything small is fun if it's generally yeah. bigger. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you, Steve, I was at the store the other day, and the fun is still in breakfast because now they make candy bars into cereal. (laughs) Tell me more. Really? There's a Kit Kat cereal. Oh. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think Cookie Crisp has been discontinued. I don't think you can find it. I don't think I see it anymore. And Lord knows they're not running any sort of ads it's still available it. look at is that it really it sure is okay faith restored yeah, yeah. do they still go. sell crisp i wonder remember crisp with the alien guy with the propeller on his head he's pink oh crisp huh. do i have the right guy uh, it has been discontinued and donna you are correct that is the the propeller head guy yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know what he was supposed to be. Some kind of Sorry, alien. it's been discontinued for at least a decade. Oh, oh what yeah. a bummer. How is yeah. that spelled? I got Quisp Internet Service, and now I'm interested. Q-U-I-S-P. Q. I did K-W-I-S-P. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, this looks Yeah, this looks pretty. So oh, I good. remember this this guy. I don't know what his name is. I don't know anything about him. It almost looks like flattened pops. You remember? I got to have my pops. Remember Pop Cereal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, those commercials were fun. Breakfast commercials used to be great. What are we doing? We got to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess we do. Yeah, All right. Bye. Everybody. Sorry, guys. Don't mind us. We're just bitching about breakfast right now. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I, uh, I, have, I have some things that make you go, huh? But I also want to tell you and sort of set the table for a uh, 10 15 segment that we're going to do today. Asking the question Have you ever fixed something at a friend's house? Without them knowing, or oh, at a hotel, mm. or an Airbnb, or something, something like that, and it, 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 this all comes out of a something that Lou did last night when she went to a business without them knowing, <laughs> and attempted to fix something that she thought needed fixing. We'll tell you about that when we come back. It's okay. Donna and Steve on my talk. Okay, guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk one zero seven one everything entertainment. Huh. Is this, this going to go bread? on the whole show? Is this bread? <laughs> no, now, listen, I love bread. Is this bread? It's in sync. This is not in sync, Why does it Donna? say in sync? Keep up. <laughs> this isn't in sync. They're no longer going okay, to be the things that so we see. Okay, so they're mislabeling everything. Okay. All right. This is bread. It's very pretty. Again. Oh, yeah, this definitely is. This, this is funny. You... This is what they used to use for um, Lex's diary, I think. This is my point. I like a nice song like this. God knows it's a dreary enough day for it. But I'm about to go in to a sweet, sweet, high-energy story. And freaking bread has me thinking about my life. Donna, also, what a reminder of, and I say this with love, you're my friend. What a reminder of how bad you are at identifying people's Voices like in cover story that you just said, well, it's in sync. It says it's in sync and there's nothing that I hear that would suggest otherwise. Okay. I wasn't really listening to the song. I was just reading the label on the thing. All right. Can we fix this, Holly? You know what? The prank has been landed. That will be the last time 
Okay. That Let there me, is mislabeling. They can't prank us with the same thing we prank them with. That makes no sense. There are no rules in pranking. <laughs> I mean, they should have come up with something else. It, the bit's already been done. I like it. You're kind of in a mood today, and I like it. <laughs> you are. I can I can read you like a book from the... <laughs> Help! I mean, uh, that's lazy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where the things that make you go, huh? Is. Dang it, Donna. I'm a Things that make you go, Okay, I got a couple of good ones of these that we'll rattle through, and then I'll tell you a story about what Lou did so that you can send in some emails to tell me if you have ever done something like she. Do you think you can figure this out? This is pretty difficult. But this singer who started in a group in the early 2000s okay. and then branched off on his own oh, all right. was a backup singer on the TLC song Waterfalls. This is a, a deep cut of music trivia. That's fun. Singer started, oh, and started um, in a group. Had the group name sounded like an individual's name, frankly, in two ways. You might think this is an individual, but it was in fact a group. And then he went out on his own as a solo act with a three syllable name, which I believe is his actual name. Three syllables, huh? And the initials are C-L-G. Okay. C-L-G. CeeLo Green, you got it, yes, Donna. Yes, good one. Nice. CeeLo Green uh, sang backup on Waterfalls before going to oh, Gnarls sure. Barkley, which sounded A, like Charles Barkley, the individual, and also sounded like an individual's just solo act's name, turns out. It was a group then branched off as CeeLo Green, the solo act. Yeah, and he had a, 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 some fun solo stuff in the in meantime, between time, in the early yeah. 2000s. Oh, yeah. he was great. Yeah, huh? okay. okay, maybe he yeah. was, I wonder if he was like producing them and was like, I'll just sing back up. I don't know. I don't have to know. Because with things that make you go, huh, it's a one-off thing. And that's what it's meant to do. I mean, mission accomplished. This warms the cockles of my heart as a teacher in this segment. Because mm. now you're going to go discover. You're going to dig deeper, right, Donna? You damn right, Steve. Thanks, Donna. I'm going to the library right after the show. Chris Tucker has only been in five movies this entire century. Rush Hour 2 in 2001. Rush Hour 3, six years later in 07. You might not remember, Chris Tucker was in Silver Linings Playbook. I forgot that. In 2012. Was also in a box office bomb called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk in 2016. And was recently in Air, about the Air... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Jordan Shoes, which came out this year with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Hmm. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> Segment fulfilled. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Uh, oh, I did have something kind of fun that I thought was interesting. Uh, do you know that there is an opposite to déjà vu called jamais vu? Ooh, excuse I like my it. French. Mm. It's the experience of feeling unfamiliar with something that is actually very familiar to you. It's called jamais vu. So That's you go to the one. dog park, you've been to the dog park before, but for, for whatever reason in that moment, you're overcome with jamais vu, thinking, boy, this doesn't feel familiar. You know what else? Sometimes I have deja vu of deja vu. For sure. Yeah, like yeah, I'll yeah. have a moment and I'll go, I feel like I've had deja vu of this moment before. Yeah. Deja vu is a fascinating thing. Double deja vu. Time isn't linear. Don't worry about it. Thanks, Holly. Well, how about that? I did hear a guy once say, and, and maybe I'm pastoring this up for my own Steve, uh, Pastor Patterson uh, sensibilities, but he said, maybe, what if this was like a hint from an all-powerful God to say, I exist outside of all of this. So that's why in the moment as something is happening, you feel like it's happened before and it hasn't. And then you're, it, what a crazy moment in a deja vu when you're like, I know what's going to happen. Yes, that I know. That's the thing. I know that. I've already seen this. Fascinating. Mm. I'm going to now shift into um, something that Lou did. If you if you have ever fixed something, attended to something at a friend's house, at an Airbnb, at a business, I'd love to know. You can email the show, Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com, or at 1015, we'll open the phone lines. And I know of a couple people who have done this kind of thing. Last night, Lou was taking um, our one of our daughters up to... Uh, dance class and we've been at this same dance place for years and it's a lovely place and lovely people but she was leaving and she said oh I need to grab the vinegar I said why are you taking vinegar to dance what's happening here and she said that faucet in the women's room is one of those faucets you know when a faucet gets the build up and then it starts to spray kind of funky and it's not going down in like a straight line. It's spraying off like, yes. you know, like the weird Barbie, right? I mean, everything's just shooting in a different yes. direction. She said, I'm going to fix it. I said, do they know that you're going to fix it? She said, no, I'm just going to go in and it's going to be a covert operation. So she went in with vinegar and during uh, two hours of dance, she stayed in there <laughs> and worked on two separate faucets. So I said, well, listen, get me oh video. God, awesome. I need video of the right of, of both of these. I need before and after she... It made a lot of progress last night, but she told me it's going to take a second night. Hmm. And so next week she's going to go back with her. And she made me then take the vinegar out after I was picking up one of the do- drop-off pickup, blah, blah, blah. She was like, take this so that they don't know it's here. She told a couple other moms, one mom who was like, oh, my gosh, I've thought of doing the same thing. It's been like this for 10 years. Oh, my gosh, really? And it was spraying crazy. I know another person who brings her own light bulbs to hotel rooms. Because she doesn't find that they're ever the right color temperature. Mm. And sometimes there's the blue LED bulbs. So she goes and fixes 
the setup for herself at a hotel room. If you do something weird like that or have done something like that where you thought, gosh darn it, if no one else is going to fix this, I'll fix it, email us. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. We'll take calls at 1015. It feels like something you would do, Donna. It is, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, save it for 1015. All right. Uh, we'll get your stories. When we come back, Barbie adds some interesting dolls. We'll tell you about that and why Meg Ryan went away and is back that night. Did you know that something like a low-speed car accident, that can dramatically change someone's life, and it can happen in an instant. You know, at Bradshaw and Bryant, their law firm cannot change what happened to you, but you know what? Their personal personal injury attorneys, like my buddy Mike Bryant, they can help you obtain the financial compensation you deserve. It's not going to undo what you've experienced, but a settlement can certainly provide financial resources that you would need to cover. Things like medical bills, lost wages, future rehab costs, not to mention compensate you for your pain and suffering and emotional distress. Mike Bryant says... It's super important to seek medical attention right away, of course, following a collision. But um, remember, that's because serious injuries sometimes don't appear for weeks or even months following an accident. Then you want to seek medical advice from a firm with an experienced track record. Get a hold of Mike at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Wow, Barbie's really, uh, really capitalizing on uh, their success. The universe is expanding with the addition of new dolls. Hmm. Have you looked at these? We'll link this up for everyone. This little Ted Lasso doll is cool. I, it looks just like him. It's so cute. He's got sunglasses. He's got a soccer ball. Let's see. I think um, they're going to have... Who's um who is the woman oh my god played by Hannah Waddingham? Oh the yeah, owner, the, boss, the, owner. the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's one of her. Yeah. Oh my Re- god, Rebecca. it looks Rebecca. Okay, then you've got um what's her name? Keely. Yeah, played by Juno Temple. Yeah, super cute. I love it. If you're a fan, that's a oh, cute those little are cool thing. Looking. That is a fun little thing. You know, some people like uh, what are they, Funko Pops? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, some people just like, I had a professor in college who you walked into his office and it was multiple shelves of Marvel figurines and just all sorts of different yeah. action figures. Oh, yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's fun. It's quirky. I say keep it at the office, not in the house. Okay. Right. I don't know that that's right. I mean, the house is supposed to be a place where you can... Express yourself, and if you want to display your interest, display your interest. Okay. This sounds like something you would tell a date, like on date number three, when he's like, plus I have 2,000 different Funko Pops. You'd say, let's talk about getting a storage container. For <laughs> well, either that's the coolest thing you've ever heard in your life, or yes, you're like, it's, it, to storage. me, it's, it, it's junk. To me. It's great if you want to display it on your desk at work. Where it's not bothering the flow of the home. You get to express yourself. You're around people who might it might be conversation pieces. What about in your own room? In your bedroom, the, sure. If you're a kid. Or like an office. God, I forget how, again, your heart is so 
dead. Listen to how you're calling this stuff junk. Just like when those cute little neighborhood girls tried selling you stuff. You're like, I don't want their junk. No, Donna, I'm totally with you, though. But let, Less let, is more, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear Here, here's the thing. I, I think it's funny when people buy, like, Beanie Babies and Funko Pop, and they're like... Yeah, it's going to be worth something. And then they leave it in the box. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not even enjoying it. What's the point? And then you die. And then your relatives are left having to clean up all that garbage. Look, man, we just cleaned out my late grandma's storage unit. Aww. Dang, that woman had a lot of stuff. Anything interesting where you were like, oh, one of us should keep this? Well, there are some few sentimental items, but there's a lot of stuff like Christmas decorations. Mm. And... Tom Jones albums. Okay. <laughs> Send those right to Colleen. Exactly. Etc. Right. I like I get jewelry. Like I just I don't have sentimental attachments to many things. Like I you know, I've got a book, I'm dead, now what? That I'm working on for my reading, family. Not writing. No, writing, not reading. Oh, this is the book that you fill out. Yes, this is the book that I'm like, okay, okay here's what you can you do with this. Okay. I'm like, give it all away. All of it. Mm-hmm. Except for a few things, like some, you know, a tennis bracelet that I have, maybe a ring that I like. Yeah, a few things. Diamond earring, things like that. Preach, Donna. Right? Could we, we go one step further? Take if, the furniture. Do you have anything in your house right now that you, that would fall in the just like, get rid of it phase that is excess that you don't use like do you do deep clean Purging. purges yes in fact i just sold three things on craigslist did you know mm-hmm. i sold a desk sold a shelf sold another shelf they're just sitting there taking up space that's great ain't that's nobody a- got time for that i hear you clucking big chicken as you would say did you meet up with these people for the Craigslist mm-hmm. thing? Huh. Yep. Did you wear like a mustache? <laughs> Some sort of a disguise? A trench coat? Yeah. I did not. I did not. Did they meet at your home? I guess they were getting the objects from your home. Boy, this is very unlike you, Donna. Wow. I interesting. Know. I had a couple neighbors hanging with me. Of course. Back up and you were like, hey, why don't you come polish your, 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 your gun or your brass knuckles? Right. While this guy comes and gets this shelf from my house. I had my pepper spray. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then you're just like saying as the guy loads it into his truck, like, yeah, the doctor said it might be rabies. <laughs> <laughs> Put an Alka-Seltzer tablet underneath your tongue. Yep, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep, uh, it was like the first time I took Airborne. Thought, didn't know it was an effervescent. Just put it in my mouth. Thought oh. it was like a chewable. And I was like, whoa. Go ahead and say it, Holly. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, oh, honey. <laughs> honey. <laughs> I get it. You know what? Like, in your defense, I didn't know that poo-pourri was an air freshener. What did you think it was? The scent of poo? No, I didn't know that it was not air freshener. You're supposed so to you spray sprayed the it toy- in the air, not oh, the toilet. Yes, okay. and then everything okay. started getting greasy, and I slipped <laughs> on the floor. Oh, my goodness, because we all know what happens on this show when you spray things where they're not supposed to mm-hmm. be sprayed. Chemical burns. Yep. You know, all sorts of bad stuff. Do do mind the bottles. The, these aerosol bottles do come, I believe, federally mandated with warnings when applicable. And I would, yeah, they're, they're real. So the poopery, if you've never used it, spray it onto your water. It creates this like oil slick there, and then anything that is deposited in there 
quickly goes in the curtain and now they're backstage. You know what I mean? The curtain closes again <laughs> is the whole theory behind it. Yes. Yeah. Lead a streak free life. Yeah. I love that's it. Right. So spray into the toilet first. Before you do anything. Yes, it is a it's a proactive, not a reactive measure. Do do you do like three squirts or one? Well, I think not one. I'd always I I, I, three squirt anything. Okay. I don't think I ever just one squirt anything. Okay. Nothing's a one pump for me. Cologne. I'm up to like fifteen sprays. I don't even care. Pants. Well, that explains. Everything. Yeah. Fifteen. I I could see three. Well, I think it's kind of weaker. Three. What the heck are you even doing here? What's the point? Why'd you get cologne? Unless you have really high-powered stuff. Remember, I had that whale blubber stuff for a little while, and that was the most pungent. That was like Sex Panther from Anchorman. That was made with real bits of panther. It (laughs) was the strongest fragrance I've ever used. Uh, Club de Nuit, which... I and had to give away. Was it, it was, musky? I hate that. It was so Musk. thick. You, I wore it once. You hated it. I wore it once at Twin Cities Live, former television star. Elizabeth was like, that is horrible. Everyone I met thought it was horrible except my brother-in-law. And I said, hey, this is yours now. But that is a that is one where you can legitimately do like two sprays and everybody will smell you. And it lasts all day long. It's very headachey. Very much so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Meg Ryan's back. Did you see this? Yeah, she's back after going away uh, for a little while. She's back with a new rom-com. Um, I also, I, f- I hesitate to even bring this up, but I feel like there was a time where Meg Ryan went through a different appearance. Her appearance seemed to change for a while. All I know is she's on uh, the cover of People magazine, and she looks great. Yeah, she and looks, looks natural. It sort of reminds me of how Courtney Cox addressed, like, oops, I went a little overboard on some cosmetic procedures for yeah, a little yeah, while. Fillers. And then she is now back to a normal, um, beautiful look. And so too, uh, Meg Ryan. But anyway, she's coming back and she's got a, uh, she's got a new rom com that is coming out. But it sounds like she just spent, took a little bit of time away, uh, just to, you know, focus on family. She had kids, was like, I want this to be a job. Not a lifestyle. Got it. You know, that movie star, you can you can really drink from the fire hose and want the movie star life. Or you can say, oh, I booked a job, go do the job, and then sort of move away from it. So she seemed a little bit more interested um, in that. She is a mother to two kids, Jack 31, with her ex-husband, Dennis Quaid, and then Daisy, who is 18. Um, she adopted Daisy in 2006. Lovely. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That's the name of her new... Well, and she's in it with David Duchovny, which I think is great. I was talking to a friend last night about it, and she's like, wait a second. She's way older than David Duchovny. And I'm like, "Uh, do you know how long ago X-Files was on? I'm like, no, I think they're about the same age. Turns out he's 63, she's 61, or vice versa. Mm. I don't know which. She was born in 61, so what does that make her? 63. Okay, so she's 63, he's 61. Or 62. What is time? I just think Meg Ryan in the late 80s and early 90s seemed a lot older than she actually was. Mm. Hmm. And when Harry met Sally, where you're like, oh, wow, Meg Ryan is only 61? Okay. At least to me, my perception of her was that she was 
much older than she actually was in that film. Got it. And just had a mature presence on screen. How old was she during that filming then? I mean, she would have been late, 20s? late 20s. Wow. All right, I got something for us regarding age. Okay. Uh, by the way, the name of the movie is um, What Happens Later. This is about ex-lovers snowed in together overnight at a regional airport. So what occurs is they're snowed in and start hashing through previous aspects of their romantic life together. Uh, sounds cute. So last week, uh, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Okay, Burt Young, who played Polly in the Rocky franchise, mm-hmm. he passed away last week. Yes. And he was even in uh, the more recent Rocky Balboa, which you and I both really liked. Oh, but so good. Yeah. Remember, remember Polly. He was Adrian's brother, you know, the older brother, and he just wore the hat. He was an alcoholic. He was just, you know, not in great shape, just like a picture of Philadelphia blue-collar guy kind of down on his luck, hard life. Think of Polly and Rocky One, and hear me when I tell you, <laughs> he was 36 years old oh in that Oh, my movie. gosh. I am three years older than Polly in Rocky. Wow. Yeah, you start playing that game, it's oh. a slippery slope. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, that it leads in like a really weird space. I don't know if it leads, like you end up being depressed, forlorn, confused for sure. I mean, freaking Lou Reed, Mary Tyler Moore, he looked like he was, what, 100 years old? Lou he was Reed. 41. Lou Grant. Excuse me, Lou <laughs> Grant. Excuse me. Different person. Yeah, yeah, of the Velvet Underground? What? Yeah, sorry. Okay. No. Lou Grant. Yes. 41. Looked yeah. like he was 100. Ed Asner was probably born as an old man. But re- but you know what? You could go back and look, and you could probably see the youth in their faces. You know, when you're a little kid, the 16-year-old checking you out at the grocery store looks like they're 30. You know what I mean? Everything is relative. I don't know, man. Lou Go back Grant. And look. Yeah, I am with Steve. That uh, Ed about- Asner was straight middle aged, straight out the gate, just popped out. Receding hairline and a necktie. Also, the guys from Cheers. <laughs> oh, Same yes. Thing. Like Norm. Uh, Norm was like in his early 30s. So too was Cliff, maybe mid thirties. That's crazy. And we've done this. We've done this so many times on the show because anytime we hear about it, it, we we're fascinated all over again. People just used to look older. Listen, I saw a picture of my grandma, uh, my grandma Scott. No disrespect to her, but she was like fifty five in this photo, and my mom is ten years older than she is now. It was as you would say, Donna. People used to get old lady cotton candy hair a lot earlier in yes. life, it seems. Yes. And men started dressing worse. It happens to let's all of us. Let's go to a break. Sure, why not? Um, let's come back with a little see something, say something. I want to tell you about a new book that I think sounds pretty interesting called You Are What You Watch. I'll tell you what it's talking about. Oh, I'm very interested. And uh, Donna tells us about another area that Minnesota is leading the way, and it's sort of a weird area. We'll tell you when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Holly Roberts hanging with us for this very last segment. Hey, girl. Let's do it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. 
If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I just saw more geese than I've ever seen in my life fly just outside of the building that I am in. Fascinating. You mean your home? Yes. (laughs) Is it not a building to you, ma'am? I guess it is, but I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know... That you were living in a compound. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many geese. I'm so bummed out that I wasn't outside, and then I got my camera out too late. They were all being very loud. That was really cool. There were tons of them. It was like every goose in the Southwest Metro said, let's get out of here. Like like when a group of bikers goes down the highway. Mm. That was exciting. Thanks, Donna, for your continued interest. You know, no, it's funny you say that because I saw, just give me a moment. Maybe I was contemplating a thought. Okay, can't wait to hear it. There are a lot of pigeons on 35W. If you look on the retaining wall, I guess that's what I would call it, you know, the sound barrier thing. Mm-hmm. It is covered in pigeons. Really? Mm-hmm. We're about on 35W. Where all the traffic is. Okay, that narrows it down <laughs> to the you know, whole stretch. You know, I don't know. Exit fourteen. Hmm. That was a very Jersey thing of me to say, but I can't think of any other way to exit fourteen off of thirty-five W North. Lots hmm. of pigeons. Isn't that interesting. In other states, we do reference the exit number. Not mm-hmm. the name. So here we say, oh, yeah, then you get off at Eden Prairie Center. Right. Or Valley View or, you know, Lake Street. But, yeah, back home, it's like we're off exit 15. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, exit 14 would be 36 and 35th Street. Okay. That sounds oh. about right. All right. Lots oh. of pigeons. Just look up on, on, on the very top of the wall. It's very cute. I really wish I could have been outside just now. To experience that, the the seriously, the sound of them was pretty impressive. And the geese are leaving, and that means we won't see them for a while, and they will come back, and we will start the same vicious, abusive cycle that we all have mm. with geese. And here's how it goes: they come in the spring, and you're happy to see them back. They're ushering in new temperatures. Then they shag and give birth to little goslings, and you see these goslings crossing the street, and you couldn't be happier to slow down and allow them to cross. They're so fuzzy and cute. About a month later, they are all fully grown geese who don't care about anything. They're crapping all over our sidewalks. They're taking their sweet A time to cross the streets. Hmm. And then we hate the geese. Then they'll hiss at you if you try to stop them. Oh, are they vicious. And you can honk at them because God knows they honk at you. They don't care. What a what a journey it is with these geese. You know what I used to do with my dog? <laughs> Sick them on the geese? Yeah, though? yeah. So there'd be like, I don't know, a hundred of them in a park. And my dog would be like, mm, 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 mm. and I, I would just make him sit, wait, and then I would take his leash off. And he would like run after them. They'd all, he doesn't catch any of them. You know, but and they'd all run and they're like, honk, 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 honk. And then he's just zigzagging, smelling all their smells, like just Z's all the way all over the, the field. It's 
Very and then fast. Donna would entertaining. just entertaining. Would get her her gun out, her shotgun. <laughs> out. <laughs> Down comes another one. It's like Duck Hunt on Nintendo. Exactly. <laughs> Blind spot. There's a new book out. The book is called "You Are What You Watch." Just came out um, a couple of days ago. So there aren't a lot of reviews on it, but I thought it was an interesting uh, topic. The Pulitzer Prize winning author and data expert Walt Hickey explains the power of entertainment to change our biology, our beliefs, how we see ourselves, and how nations gain power. So it's a deep dive on all of this stuff, but a few of the things that he uh, talks about is, for instance, how pop culture influences what we name our children. So we know that to be true. Sure. Um, there were 1,119 Leas, spelled L-E-I-A-S, born between 1978 and 1987 when the first oh, Star sure. Wars trilogy was released. After Top Gun, Navy recruitment reportedly increased by 500% after Top Gun came out. After Jurassic Park came out, uh, university physical sciences departments were mobbed with new students. Corporations and philanthropists pledged support for the study of an entire dinosaur economy that sprang up around traveling exhibits and merchandise. Oh, that would have been me. Mm. You got into it. Little nine-year-old me in it. See? They, but it's a, it's a deep dive on all of this. And an, a compelling part about the, the description of this book, You Are What You Watch, it's only 240 pages. I think I might get this. Um, they say that they're also why people who... This is good. Um, the counterintuitive bit of advice here. How people who watch violent movies, that can actually lead to less real-world violence based on his data and his study. Hmm. In parentheses, they say it's because people who sit in theaters watching violent movies aren't out on the streets committing crimes. That feels like a pretty low <laughs> threshold to cross there. We're just keeping the criminals entertained. Quick, give yeah. them another show so they don't hurt us. For 24 hours, they're sitting in a movie theater. It's not like it's keeping them off the streets. Those are a few of the teasers for you. The book is called You Are What You Watch. I saw that and thought it was pretty interesting, so I wanted to tell you about it. All Available right. now. Thank you. Bex from Canada is going to start reading um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Will oh, be a I didn't even know that was club. out as a book. I thought it was just a movie. I'm so mad at you right now. Don't even talk to me. Okay. Talk to me. Um, hey, this is kind of interesting, and we'll link up this article. Um, apparently, The Guardian, UK's publication, The Guardian, put out an article all about Minnesota leading the way in crop art. How about that? Wow. They took a deep dive into the, you know, quirky seed works with a piece on Friday called A Mona Lisa Made of Seeds, the Quirky Craft of Crop Art. Um, You know, using grains and seeds or leaves as its material. And they say Minnesota leads the way. Hmm. Then it delves in, uh, sorry, delves into the, the like the whole history of that type of art. Um, which if you're competing at the fair, it requires the use of plant materials grown in the state. And it goes back to 1966 when it first debuted at the great Minnesota get together. Right. So we'll uh, link up the article. You can read the whole thing. It's very cool. All right, Holly, thank you. We got a bone to pick with Mike. 
coming up here. He's going to give us uh, the lowdown of how this whole prank with bumper music started yesterday. Well, we know well, it started, we started with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean. He's going to give us the follow-up. Where